This is the Data Privacy Detective, and today we're putting our magnifying glass on the GDPR, the General Data Protection Regulation of the European Union that comes into force on May 25, 2018. Now, U.S. companies or any non-European company that is uh, looking at this is going to ask itself, does it apply to us? We don't live in the European Union. But many companies, of course, have subsidiaries in the European Union or affiliates. They collect data. They may have salespeople, distributors, other people. They may have customers. Uh, there are many, many ways in which companies that aren't established in the European Union collect personal data about people. And remember, personal data is a very broad term that covers something as simple as an email address that can identify a person or something as sensitive as medical information uh, or financial information. Many U.S. companies, for example, uh, wire funds to people in Europe for a variety of reasons. Consumer goods companies, uh, of course, uh, may uh, take orders or have tests or pay focus groups or uh, health study groups, all, all sorts of uh, different uh, kinds of people that receive money and therefore they need their bank account information and that's, of course, financially sensitive information that is covered by GDPR. So who should be concerned if you're not a business established in the EU? Well, the GDPR answers this question. The GDPR is organized into what we call articles and then there are recitals that explain the articles, sort of giving uh, what we'd call legislative history or regulatory history for the articles. And, and Article 3 is very specific, actually, about who's covered outside of the EU. The, the regulation, Article 3 says, applies to the processing of personal data, of data subjects, data subjects are people, who are in the Union, so data subjects who are in the Union, anybody in the EU, by a controller, or processing not established in the Union. So a controller, someone who's collecting uh, data and is taking responsibility for its storage and use, and controllers then process the data with a whole variety of uh, uh, other companies that are not established in the Union. So this is Article 3 talking about who's uh, covered by this, and, and you can see already it's deliberately extraterritorial. It, it, it's meant to reach companies outside of the EU. But only in two instances, uh, the Article 3 says. One is where the processing activities, let's pause there, that means uh, let's say a U.S. company has obtained some personal data uh, of, of uh, European Union residents or citizens. So it's going to cover processing activities, that means the use of data in a broad sense, that are related to the offering of goods of services. And it says irrespective of whether a payment of the data subject is required, so even if there's no payment going to the person in the EU, to those people in the Union. So if, uh, let's pause on this one, big exception, if a U.S. or non-European Union company is offering goods and services to people within the European Union, uh, hard to imagine how to do that without collecting personal data about them, and that means the company's covered. 
by the GDPR. The second big uh, inclusion is if the U.S. or non-European Union company is monitoring the behavior of people in the European Union as far as their behavior takes place within the European Union. So just pause on that. That means a European citizen comes to America for travel and checks in at the hotel. That's not activity taking place within the Union. But if the U.S. business, the New York business, is monitoring their behavior while they're in the European Union, deciding, for example, oh, well, these are people who travel to New York a lot. Let's send them a, an ad and hope they sign up for our uh, hotel. Uh, that is an effort to monitor behavior of people taking place within the European Union. So those are the two big categories that are deliberately extraterritorial uh, under the GDPR and are going to be covered. And the uh, European Union, uh, through its member states and directly is through the European Union and by giving data subjects the right to sue uh, and take steps to enforce the GDPR directly, it can reach the, uh, the processing of data personal data of people who live in the European Union or have behaved in the European Union uh, outside of uh, reaching companies that are doing business outside of the European Union and are not established there. Now, the explanation to this makes very clear that merely having a website, let's say a U.S. company posts a website in English, who doesn't uh, so many websites, today. But it doesn't really try to offer goods or services specifically within the European Union. It, it, it isn't in 28 languages and it doesn't have a collection point in euros or, or Swiss francs. Uh, then the, the guidance is that that's not the intent of, of what companies are, are going to be reached by the GDPR. But if you're deliberately, uh, intentionally offering goods or services, accepting money, let's say, and pricing it in uh, various currencies in the EU, and uh, making efforts to uh, distribute goods or services within the European Union and collecting personal data, you're going to be covered no matter what country you're doing it from, at least in the mind of the people who wrote the GDPR. And if you're monitoring the behavior of European Union people or things that happen in the EU, you're going to be covered by this. Now, obviously, companies that have subsidiaries in the European Union uh, are almost automatically, as you read this, covered by this. And uh, the result is you have to deal with the GDPR. That doesn't mean you have to move to Europe or anything like that. But you have to comply with this. And so uh, how, how, do you, how do you deal with this? Well, the first step is to figure out what data you're collecting. Uh, you hear different phrases of this. Uh, creating a data map is the, one of the first steps. Or you do a data assessment. Or you do a data inventory. There are different phrases used by different uh, companies that provide services to help you do that. And IT people uh, know what this is. And, and they're the first step, really, to gather what data are being collected. Is it, uh, is it uh, applications of people for a job? Uh, is it uh, information from customers seeking more information about a company's goods or services? What is it? That's the first step. And the most important guidance uh, I would offer is this. Look immediately 
before May, May 25, if you can, at the serious risks of the misuse or the hacking or the stealing or the acquisition for no good reason uh, of the personal data and the misuse of that personal data and address the serious risks. For example, uh, let's say that a U.S. or non-European Union business is collecting applications from people for jobs uh, around the world and they have some hard copy files they gathered five, ten years ago. There's not a serious risk of these hard copy files uh, being misused. They're sitting in someone's file, presumably tucked away, maybe they're stored off-site. That isn't a serious risk that somebody's going to break in, steal these files, and extract the personal data. But digitally collected data right now, uh, that, that is a risk because uh, applications for employment contain uh, quite a host of uh, information, some of which can be sensitive. Uh, if you're collecting the health data of employees or people who travel in the European Union, uh, that is highly sensitive data that uh, is, is definitely covered by the GDPR and you want to protect against its use. So the point is to figure out what data you're collecting of things that go on in the European Union about people and address the serious risks. That's the, that's the surest way of having a plan that will meet by May 25, 2018, the requirements of GDPR. So to summarize, for companies outside the EU to get ready for the GDPR and to uh, try to be as compliant uh, as you can be uh, if you're covered by this, that is if you're kind of deliberately offering goods or services to people in the EU, or if you're monitoring behavior of people in the EU, um, you should make efforts to comply with GDPR if you want to avoid uh, complications and being charged someday with violating it. That's the guidance. Remember that the protection of your personal data begins with you.